Hey guys, welcome to part two of Winners and Winers Radio Week 2 College Football Preview Extravaganza Big Show. I don't know what we call it, Scott. It's just a thing. We've never had a sequel before where we break up one episode into two. That's right. That's right. We did it last week, but we didn't know we were doing it. We didn't know. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know it was going to be too big of a file to download in one episode. So anyway, if you wonder why we do it, we're not trying to do it for any nefarious reasons. It's simply that where we host our podcast... Uh, that platform it doesn't take it doesn't take like much over an hour maybe an hour or ten or whatever so anywho let's rock and roll buddy let's d take a look at one of the games between ranked teams on the board this is the number ten Iowa Hawkeyes traveling to Ames to take on the Iowa State Cyclones Iowa State home favorite here are four and a half forty six and a half is the total uh, Scott we talked about this one briefly to kick off the last half. This is a series that's pretty well been dominated by Iowa lately. The Clones haven't won this game since 2014. I told you last week, weird things happen in the state of Iowa when you have the three teams involved. These are the other two teams in that equation besides Northern Iowa. Uh, we saw the Hawkeyes, we saw the Cyclones struggle with UNI last week. I've got Iowa here to continue their dominance. I, I'll take them. You're going to give me. You're going to give me uh, the team that hasn't lost since 2014 and points. I'm going to take it. Give me. Give me the Iowa Hawkeyes plus the four and a half. My question for you: Does it count as a rivalry if one team always wins? It does because they're. I mean, KU it's based on the location. I get it. I'm yeah. Kind of just you know. KU still con continues himself a football rival of K State. So I'm poking the bear a little bit, but. Iowa State never beats this team. I don't know what it is. It's just the fact that Iowa lives rent-free in the minds of Cyclones fans because a lot of weird things happen, muff punts, random fumbles, fourth down failed conversion. A lot of crazy stuff's going to happen. Yep. So even if Iowa State wins this game, I think it's going to be by a field goal max. Four and a half seems like way too many points here. Children of the corn, uh, week two, buddy. That's exactly what this is. I'm looking at Iowa money line at like plus 160 if you think that love they can their dominance. But yep, I think that's that. a way to go. But if you want to play it relatively safe, four and a half also covers the four-point win for Iowa State. I don't think Iowa State's winning by six or seven. So I think you're looking at a very, very big sweat, maybe an overtime game. But I see Iowa State or Iowa winning by three Arguably maximum here. I don't, <laughs> I think it's you know what? Matter. And I don't hate that as throwing it in as part of your teaser. You're getting, getting Iowa plus 10 and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's a fine play right there as well. Of course, teasing college football is dangerous, but Iowa, they're good enough to not, not only lose to this team, but to keep the game close so they don't get blown out in a loss. Absolutely. I think that doesn't happen. Absolutely. I've got under 46 and a half as well. Yeah, I think this game has 23-20 written all over it, 2017, something like that. Yep, I think that's I think that's really close. Uh, Toledo Rockets heading to Touchdown Jesus Land to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish as the Irish are 17-point favorites. 55.5 is the total. Scott, you know I'm a Big Mac guy. You know, <laughs> that didn't come out right. You know I like Big Mac, Scott. Actually, I really do. But do you guys, by the way, do you guys have Big Mac sacks up there in New York? If one of your team, if one of the guys on your team gets a sack, you get buy one, get one free Big Macs the next day? Uh, no, I'm not aware of that because teams in my area constitute, I don't even know who the hell's in my area. I mean, Syracuse isn't really close. No, no, for, really for, close. N for NFL. 
Oh, I thought you meant for LIU in no. uh, FCS football. I'm <laughs> no. Uh, I don't have any local teams either. Both the New York teams play in Jersey. So they don't have any, but they don't do any kind of like metro-wide tie-ins where... As far as I know, no. Ah, it's a heartbreaker. Do you eat Big Macs? You, you a Big Mac fan? Uh, I like the fries more. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll stay out of the Big Mac rabbit hole. Look, I like the, I like the Mac quite a bit. And this Rockets, very good offense, very good defense. They returned all 22 from last season. I think they jump up and surprise the Notre Dame fight in Irish right here. I like Toledo plus a 17. So I'm rooting for Toledo, of course, because I have the team total that I gave out, or the win total, I should say, uh, during the conference breakdowns. 17 does seem like a lot of points. I know Notre Dame ended up beating Florida State in overtime. I don't think Florida State's that good. And I know that Milton almost led the comeback, and it was an emotional game with Bowd. I, I get all that. But Florida State isn't very good. Can we just admit that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're a very good team. I think at the end of the day, you're. I think you're right. I think they're going to be. I don't know if Florida State makes a bowl game. That's the thing. I think they're going to be right in the borderline bowl, bowl game situation. So I think Toledo's good enough to keep it close. Now, of course, athletically, Notre Dame should dominate up front, which we're expecting. And I know Kyle Hamilton's a damn lunatic at the linebacker position, but – I do think the spread seems a bit high. I don't know if it's a look at spot that Notre Dame has Purdue up next week. Probably not because Purdue isn't really that, you know, there's not really much cachet over there, but it's a Super Bowl for Toledo. I think Notre Dame will be cruising. And I do think down 21, four minutes to go. Toledo has the ball. Can they score a garbage time touchdown? I think it really comes down to that. I'll lean Toledo, but I do think that 17 does seem pretty good of a number. I, I am disturbed by the fact this Notre Dame defense was unable to stop the run last week. That gives me pause and makes and makes gives me hope for Toledo. Um, I, I like I like Toledo in this spot, and you're right; it is going to be their Super Bowl, no question about that. The other great thing about it is, I'm, I'm guessing they're going to travel pretty well to this game, Scott, because it's clo- it's close. It's not it's not far away. And of course, you're still going to have Notre Dame being the majority, but of course. should get a decent crowd. That's what I'm saying. It won't. It won't be an entirely hostile crowd. I like the Rockets. You want to take. You want to take a spin of the. You want to take a spin of the week with some pizza money. Take Toledo to win this game on the money line. I think that's a little bit optimistic. Of course it is. Of course it is. I, it's I hope, unlikely to happen. Won't. That's why you get big odds on it. If Toledo wins, I can cash my win total right now. But I'm just saying, I think Notre Dame will win, fourteen. Okay. All right, uh, I've got over 55 and a half, too. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. If you think Toledo can actually score with this team, I think Notre Dame can, so I like the over as well. Murray State heading to the Queen City to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Bearcats minus 35 and a half, 51 and a half is the total. That is the number seven ranked Cincinnati Bearcats, by the way. Uh, Scott, Murray State, go Murray. Go, Murray. The Racers played four Power 5 schools in the last four years. They've lost by an average of 49 points. Not sure any of them have been as good as this Cincinnati team. 35 and a half. 35 and a half, Scott. It's a gift. Here. Here it is. Just just take that. Uh, Cincinnati by uh, pain and suffering. Yeah. I, I don't see how Murray State's going to score a touchdown in this game unless it's garbage time. Cincinnati, we've talked about in the past how Sin's group of five teams get disrespected by the AP poll voters. You need to embarrass these teams as as heartless as it looks yep cincinnati should try to win this game by 50 and i think they will i I think this game might finish 55 to 7 let me tell you something there's going to be no quarter asked and no quarter given for cincinnati coastal carolina byu who else am i missing louisiana maybe 
they say coastal or no? Yeah, I said coastal. There's they're they're going to be just beating the hell out of people every week to impress them. And they should. If if they want a potential outside shot at making the playoff, yep. Margin of victory apparently or allegedly doesn't matter. Right. It matters for these teams. It absolutely matters. Style matters. 35 and a half, one of my favorite numbers on the board. I'll take the over 51 and a half too. Cincinnati may get there by themselves. I said 55 for Cincy, so yeah, yeah, I think they get there. All right, very good. Uh, That would also mean that you could certainly look into taking uh, team total over 54, or excuse me, 44 or something in that neighborhood, right? Yeah, somewhere in that. Yeah, So, and I don't think Murray State scores a touchdown. I think they might score one in garbage time, but you're looking at a potential spread here of arguably i mean it's like 43 to 7 44 to 8 i get i just think that murray state team total under also makes sense there because i just don't see them scoring uh no way they get to double digits no way yeah south carolina state at clemson number six clemson's where they dropped after their uh, loss last week we both have fun stories about this game yeah 40 they are minus 49 56 allegedly and a half minus 49 Right. So you, and you you do, I'll, I'll let you kind of kick it off because it kind of sets up where I was. So I mentioned this will happen last week, which was kind of annoying because I found two games I liked last week and the line shifted on me because they books have been late to upload. A lot. Every and line changes. Yeah. Not You're talking about a seismic shift. I had a Liberty last week in on a book against an FCS team and against Campbell and the spread jumped up from minus 18 to about minus 38 in about an hour. That's a substantial move. 20 points off Clemson. I was looking at the same book minus 34 and a half. And I thought to myself, they're going to win this game by 90. What, what kind of spread is this? So I prepared a whole note sheet, prepared it all. Loved Clemson waited for this morning though, because I figured that something was a little bit screwy. I bet the 34 and a half personally checked FanDuel and uh, DraftKings today. Minus 49. So another 15 points off. I bet it, though, so I'm happy about it. But I couldn't take this as one of my three plays if I was missing 15 points that I liked about half an hour ago. No, and and that and then my part of this story is I was preparing the sheet so we could just you know run down in order, writing down all the spreads and totals. I go through to this game. I'm checking my Don Best grid. It says 34.5 everywhere. I've got 34.5 written down. You and I get together. We're doing a little pre-show. And you mentioned this play, and I said, well, dude, it's 34 and a half everywhere. I go back to the grid, it's now 49. So it literally changed in 30 minutes from the time that I wrote it down. So My advice to you, if you have access to a book that gives you early FBS versus FCS team lines. Keep an eye on those lines. Don't be afraid to hammer some that don't make sense, because I've seen multiple double-digit line moves. Some of them, they just put up too early. They don't really understand the gravity of difference between these two teams that are playing. It's not a, it's not a trap. It's literally odds makers being stupid. Correct. Odds makers being drunk. Basically. I got Clemson minus 49. I don't care. I'm, I still do. I, I, I had a bunch of notes where they've played FCS teams since like 2013. They've won every game by at least like 40. Or they've won every game by at least 50. They played South Carolina twice over the last five years. They won each game by 50 plus points. Like they, they're going to kill this team. Plus Clemson's awful loss. I understand Clemson was going to kill this team anyway. Yeah. An angry Clemson team against this team. Yeah. I feel bad for South Carolina state. Dabo isn't in those kinds of spirits every day. And then no. coming off a loss, you know, it's going to be, you're going to get grumpy Dabo. You're going to get revenge, 
vengeful Dabo, and that's not going to be Clemson loses in the regular season once every, like, three years. I'm assuming that he raised hell in practice and Clemson's going to try to bury this team yeah. by 60. If I'm South Carolina State's AD, I'm asking that they double the check. <laughs> you need hazard pay in that one. Give us an extra, you need hazard pay extra or 10%. Health insurance for the players. I, I, something. I've got over 56 and a half, too. I think Clemson scores 60. Yeah. Agreed. They scored three points last week. <laughs> I think they're going to score 16. Mm, all right, here we go. Texas A&M traveling on the road, going up to the mile high. Well, right outside the mile high city there to Boulder. Taking on the Colorado Buffaloes. Texas A&M minus 17. 50 is the total. Scott, fun fact. You know that thing that runs on the field is not a buffalo? Is it a streaker? You know what I'm talking about. You know what I Ra- thought, Ralph. I thought I made a good joke no, there. It's, no, it's Ra- it's Ralphie. Time. Ralphie is not it's a bison. Isn't it's a it? bison. It's it's one of my all time pet peeves. They call it. It's not a buffalo. All right. So does that mean that you're absolutely slamming Texas A&M because you have a gripe with the mascot? No, I like Colorado here. <laughs> okay. I like Colorado. Put the points. This is a re- this to me. This is the toughest game on the board spread wise. It's a it's a Colorado team. I think is much improved from last year. Of course, Texas A&M rolled last week. I don't, I don't really know what that means. Um, I've got the over 50, and I'm going to take a small lean on Colorado. I think that this spreads where it should be. The one issue that I have with Colorado is the fact that A&M only gave up 10 points to Kent. And I know that Kent State isn't a powerhouse by any means. Good offense. offense last year was really, really good. Yeah. And they did nothing Shut them down. for this entire game. Now, You're of course, right. Kent State should have covered because they missed two field goals in the final three minutes. But AM's defense looked fantastic. Colorado it was a brutal beat, by the way. Only score like 10 points in this game, yeah. which is possible. Sure. I guess I'd hold my nose and lean Colorado, but damn, I agree with you. This line's where it should be. Yeah. The odds makers are stone cold sober on this one. Yeah. You, you going to play under 50 then? I'm leaning under if I had to pick any type of side with yeah. more than a, wow, I hate everything about this game. I'll look at the under. Is I think A&M can score 35. I think Colorado scoring more than two touchdowns might be a little bit dicey. Is Colorado any good? I Nobody really knows. Right. I don't know. They played Northern Colorado last week and did, Correct. O- did and they okay. They only scored 35 in that. Right. Yeah, this is, my, oh. this, is my, uh, this is my ugly kid Joe pick of the week. I hate everything about you. No, no. I'm looking at the under because AM scored 41. Kent State's defense last year was god awful. So I think that against a mediocre defense, Texas AM might score 30, okay. 35. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of looking at the under, but once again, it's a pretty sharp number all around. Fair enough. How about those Sooners, buddy? Looking to looking to recap here against Western Carolina. After, after they demolished Tulane last week, right? Oh, uh, 46 and a half is the number. 65 and a half is the total. I just realized who I picked here. I, I, I feel like Charlie Brown. I really do. Uh, who you got? Picked Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. I just, I swear to God, she's going to hold the football this time. I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is about me. It's, I, I, I can't quit you. I don't know what it is about me laying big numbers with Oklahoma and just having my heart broken. You know what? I'm not doing it, Scott. I'm not doing it. I'm changing on the fly right now. I'm not doing it. You're taking the catamounts? Yes, I'm taking the catamounts. Yes, I am. The angry. I don't care. Oklahoma's going to be mad. They're going to be vengeful. They're going to be wanting to make... I don't care about any of that. Give me the catamounts to lose by 44. I mean, Oklahoma's got to be spending the whole week preparing for Nebraska next week, right? 
the old it's the old the uh, uh rekindling of the rivalry there when, when i was uh, when i was a boy when, when i was growing up in college football that was the big game they played it every oh, thanksgiving oh, i'm aware i'm aware those had, they had some great rivals back in the 70s and everything like that yep. but i was joking that game means a lot more to nebraska than it does to oklahoma but i'm looking at oklahoma All at right. the end of the day the defense was so bad against tulane but it's an FCS team. Oklahoma has the tendency to absolutely murder these FCS. It's teams. a bad FCS team too. It's not even close. Oh. I remember they played South Dakota. Of course, Jalen Hurts was there. What they win by seventy? I don't know. Like it, a lot. It gets yes. Really ugly, really quickly. Oklahoma. I think Rattler goes for five touchdowns. I think they'll run the ball. I, I think the defense should have gotten an earful because they were so awful against Tulane. I think they'll actually try against this Western Carolina team. I see pain and suffering, but I'm aware that you personally despise this Oklahoma team, and I commend you for sticking to your gun. I'd fall for the old banana in the tailpipe, buddy. But I, I'm going Oklahoma 55-3. to three. Okay, very good. And that's going to give you the under? Yeah, but once again, if you're taking the under in this game, go to a meeting. Hang on, kids. I've got the under too, buddy. I do. Yeah. So. Uh, in the other game involving ranked teams, this is going to be a good one, Scott, or could be a good one. It, it may be total crap on either side. I don't know. It's the number 12 Oregon Ducks heading to the shoe, baby, heading to the horseshoe to take on the number three Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes. The Buckeyes, Scott, 14 and a hook is their number. 63 and a half is the total. Asking for a friend, by the way, I know they were on the road last week, but they didn't cover 14 against Minnesota, right? They did not. They pushed. I vaguely, right? I vaguely remember that game. So yes. they're laying more points at home against the 12th team in the country Yes. than they were on the road against a Minnesota team that probably would have covered if Ibrahim didn't get injured in the midway through the third quarter. Right. Uh, very, so, uh, very possible, yes. Now, of course, Thibodeau's status is up in the air. Oregon sounds like made it sound like it's not a big deal, so I'm assuming he's going to play. Right. I think people are just overreacting to Oregon struggling against Fresno when we both liked Fresno because, A, Fresno is not bad. Right. B, that was a look-ahead of all look-ahead spots if I've ever seen one. Yep. So I think it's too many points. You? I, I, I've i got to go with you. I, 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 can, I cannot lay 14-and-a-half here against Oregon, who I think is still undervalued. Pac-12, pretty good week one. That conference might actually not be bad. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see. And I wasn't. I, I wanted to be impressed by this Ohio State. I had them to roll over Minnesota, and they did not. Uh, for me, it's all about that hook. You, I'm catching the 14 in the hook. I've got it. I'm taking it. I might sound a little bit harsh because I know I was roasting Stroud for completing 13 passes in the first game. Is he better than Anthony Brown? I'm not even sure. He's played one game. Well, I would think I, I'm going to say yes at this point. I'm going to say yes, but I think it's closer than people want to make it out. Oregon's quarterback situation is not bad, and I think you can make an argument that if Strout's better, it's by a hair. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Ohio State's defense was awful against Minnesota. Right. Well, we're going to learn. So we'll, look, we'll learn a lot. I think this week. I think Ohio State wins ten points. Boy, kind of kind of threading the needle there, brother. That's, I mean, it's, it's anything between 1 and 14, so sure. <laughs> All right, good enough. I don't think Oregon's going to go in and win, but I think that they'll keep it close. You? Uh, I agree. I've got, I've got Oregon here uh, plus the 14 and a half. I think, I think a 10 or 13-point victory is a, is a very real possibility. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon is down with a shot to take the lead and something screwy happens and 
Ohio State ends up winning by double digits, but doesn't cover. Could be. It's also one of these games which we've talked about where style points sometimes matter. It does not matter in this game. As long as Ohio State wins, this is pure survive and advance. Survive and advance, baby, right there. Uh, Scott, do you like high-flying offenses with lots of points and teams just throwing the ball all around the field? Oh, who's Texas Tech playing this week? <laughs> it's, uh, I was going to tell you to avert your eyes from this next game, Scott, because it's going to be the oh. UAB Blazers heading down to Athens to take on the number two Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs 23.5-point favorites in this one. What's the total? 14, 15.5? 44 is your NFL-like yeah. total. Your feelings on this one, sir? I like UAB. Uh, a couple reasons why. Uh, Georgia, of course, won the Super Bowl against Clemson, where they actually won a big game for once. Proud of them. But I have concerns because the offense didn't look great. I'm expecting a huge letdown because they finally won their biggest game since the semifinal against Oklahoma, Right, arguably. Like, they really haven't won many big games. And on top of that, they had a little bit of a COVID spike over the last week. I know it's not many guys, but they're missing about three or four. Mm -hmm. And Kirby Smart seemed a little bit concerned by it. Now, they didn't announce who the players were, so I don't know if they're backup starters or whatever. Do you think that impacts the practice scheduling at all? Again, to try to prevent a full-on outbreak? Yeah, I think it has to. And again, depending on who it is, it could really impact the practice schedule. If you've got you know, one of those players that serves an integral role and you, they don't have them in there to practice, I think that makes a difference as well. Now, of course, they can't disclose who's out as of right now for uh, privacy purposes, which you know you have to kind of guesstimate. But I just think there are a lot of distractions, and I think it's the ultimate college Super Bowl hangover after a week one win at night in prime time against Clemson. I think UAB keeps it close. I think UAB is going to lose. That defense is good, and I think you're going to see a lot of hideous offense. So I like the under, and I'm looking at UAB to lose by 17. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's the same thing. Uh, one thing that uh, didn't seem to be in question was the Georgia defense. So that defense is really, really good. I think UAB is going to struggle to score, but I think Georgia – is also going to struggle to score because this is a very good Blazers defense. This team is going to be sky high for this game. And like you said, that is the quintessential valley of letdown spots for the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think 17 is right about the number. 44 is, a, I think, another gift. Give me the under I, there. I see 20 to 3. Like yeah. I, that's the score I'm looking at for this one. Yeah, that's very possible. And we're going to finish up with the number one team in the land, Scott, as that is the Alabama Crimson Tide as they entertain the Mercer Bears. Oh, God. <laughs> Alabama minus, do you know this one? Is it like 53? Yeah, 53 and a half. Very good. Oh, God. And what's the total? Is it like 58? It's 50, no 54. No, it's 60. 60 is the total. So that puts the Mercer team total at six and a half, Scott. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what you want me to say, man. I mean, who do you like? I, really love, I, I love how the SEC constantly challenges themselves at a conference. <laughs> it's really something else, man. They really, really step it up, don't they? It's, it's really something to behold. I've got Mercer here. I'm taking the 53 and a half. Really? Yeah. Okay, wow. I thought you'd be on Bama. It's a home game for Alabama. They love to put those fourth and fifth string guys in when they're at home. They dress out 125 guys or whatever. You, you don't get, love it when they're chucking deep passes with the fifth string guy? You get, you, get the, you get the guy that's the ball boy the rest of the season, but he actually gets to play tight end in this one. 
Uh, yeah, I've got I've got Mercer here, and I've got over sixty. I'm I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty fifty five ten something like that. I, I don't know if I can find a line for it. Is there a first half line for Bama? <laughs> it's <laughs> Alabama minus fifty three and a half full game minus forty nine first half. That's what I'm really curious because I know that used to be an angle in the past when the spreads were too high. Take Bama first half, sure, and be up forty yeah. against these out of conference teams. For the sake of this. 35, 34 and a half, if I had to guess. Yeah, I think 35 is the number there. Hold my nose, Bama, first half. Okay, full game. I'm, You know I'm going to make you do it. Do I think Mercer can score? It's the Bears. That's the real question. The Bears. The Bears? Uh, I can't do it. I'm taking Bama. Okay. I can't do it. I, can't, I, don't, I don't have the strength. You're going to play under 60 then? Do you, yeah. have, the, do you have the balls? To lay a 30, 53 and a half points and take the under 60 of all, of all middles, yeah. 55, nothing. Okay. All right, buddy. You that's, that is calling your shot right there. You're really is. It's like first babe, half, babe Ruth in it right there, buddy. First half is a way to just look at the game and say, I want Bama, but I'm not sure how. So let me figure something out. Instead of this stupid question that people always ask, do you think Alabama could beat an NFL team? How about this stupid question, Scott? Could Alabama hang a hundred in this one if they wanted to? If they wanted to, yeah. Yeah. They, no, they won't. I'm No, no, there's no way they will. But could they? If but, they were actually using timeouts and going no huddle and everything, right. they could score 100. Okay. that's Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. All right. So that is it, guys. That is our picks 1 through 25. And are you making notes what you're picking? Yeah. Okay. How'd you do last week? Wait, did I buy for all the games? Yeah, for all the games. No. I thought you meant for the three. Oh, okay. I, I know last week we did pretty well i know we agreed on a decent amount of it i told I, I was i was up on size it was dreadful on totals i'm pretty sure uh we did okay last week you okay all right like yeah, i said the I last so. last time i checked i think we had there was two games left and i was i think i was three games over 500 so i'll take that every week we agreed on a decent amount so we were probably close to the same page yep all right my friend and now it's that time uh where we lay out our picks of the week quick reminder after one week it's me three three and zip you Ooh. you won one and one as you took it on the chin. You were lucky to get that tie. I was lucky to get that tie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's one way to put it, man. One way to put it. All right. Fun, all, so early. all right, buddy. So uh, you know what they say: losers walk. What do you got for your first one? So for this one, I'm taking a first half. I got a little bit of an assortment going on this. By week. the way, like the 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 comment section has spoken. Quarter bets are just fine. Yeah, I'm not doing a quarter bet this week. Yeah, you so, lost them both you know, last week. So uh, I or one oh one one or oh one and one. Split. Sorry, I should have split. But either way, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the assortment's going to start off with Boston College first half minus twenty two and a half at minus one ten on FanDuel against UMass. Now, do I really need to explain much? Because once you hear UMass, you should know exactly why I'm taking Boston College. But I'll give you some information anyway. Boston College beat Colgate last week, fifty one to nothing. Led it 27 to nothing at the half. Gave up less than 200 total yards of offense in that game. Meanwhile, UMass lost to Pitt last week by the score of 51 to 7. Pitt was awful in the first half, and yet UMass still trailed 23 to nothing at the break. Should have been 24 with the mixed extra point, but still, the point is UMass not going to score in the first 30 minutes. Boston College should generate a lot of big passing plays because they have a pretty good quarterback for once. And I do think that it's a close proximity to each other. 
I think Boston College is going to bury this team. The last time they played was in 2018. Boston College led 48-7 to at the half. I think Boston College buries this team. They're probably going to be up 28 nothing at the half. I think so that, that's my first play. I think that's a solid play. Scott, we're going to go back to the first game we talked about, and I couldn't help but chuckle as we were talking about this game. I'm going to take Alabama State. Team total over six. That's okay. right. As they go up against number 25, Auburn. Now, this is a team, Scott, the last times they, they played FBS schools, 2019, they lost by five to UAB. They lost by 37 to Florida State. Excuse me. Thought I was sneezing there. And then in, in 2018, they played the same Auburn Tiger team. They lost by 54. They lost 63 to nine. They scored. They scored nine. They scored twice. They score They score points in these games. They're not going to score a ton. I do think they beat the number, as we talked about on the last video. But I do like the team total over six in this one. For Are you, do you think State. you're sweating that out in the third quarter or the fourth quarter? I don't think I'm sweating that out at all, buddy. I think it's really? just like... You do think they score in the first half? I think it's just like my team total, Northern Iowa, and over nine last week. They come out and they do it in the first half. I don't even have to worry about it. It's a rocking chair. Okay, fair enough. Opening drive. They just drive right down the field on Auburn. Just I've, 80 I've yards. For a Bo, Nix, a Bo Nix pick six. but <laughs> That's always I, a good possibility. In your defense, Auburn did give up 10 to Akron. So, you know, that, that's not that bad. I'm but looking anyway, at that. Uh, looking at my second play, I mentioned the first half. And now I'm going to be looking at a team total. Let's go, I'm going back to the Eastern Michigan-Wisconsin game. Okay. I like Eastern Michigan team total under 13 and a half at minus 110 on FanDuel. Uh, sorry, minus 110 on FoxBet uh, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin lost last week to Penn State. It's going to be fired up for this home game. They played really well defensively. Offensively, they were awful, but – that's why I'm taking the team total here. Despite losing, Wisconsin only allowed 16 points to Penn State. I think we'd agree Penn State's offense significantly better than Eastern Michigan's. Plus, the time of possession was disgusting. Wisconsin had the ball for about 42 minutes. If we think that they're going to run the ball the entire game, which is what they should do because Mertz is their quarterback, they're going to be draining clock like crazy in this game. And Eastern Michigan – didn't really look that sharp against St. Francis. I think that this team's outmatched. Now, fun fact, Wisconsin has played against three MAC teams since 2016. Wisconsin won those three games by a combined score of 163 to 10. Okay. Eastern Michigan minus Eastern Michigan 13 and a half. Field goals don't even hurt you because you need three field goals and a touchdown to beat you. You're thankful if they kick. If they kick, the question is: Do I think Eastern Michigan is going to score roughly the same amount of points as Penn State by scoring two touchdowns? I think the answer is no. Wisconsin's defense gave up one first down in the entire first half to Penn State. That's a really good unit at home. Night game as well. I think Eastern Michigan loses thirty-eight nothing. I don't think they're going to score. Limu, emu, and under. All right. What do you think? I think thirteen half is too high. I think total. we've already talked about this. I like Eastern Michigan there. I hate that. Yeah, you like the, I, you I, like the game because you think Wisconsin's not going to score. I hate that Wisconsin but, offense. Yeah, dreadful. Yeah, just don't turn it over in your own territory. And Eastern Michigan's not going seventy yards. Here's a game we talked about earlier, Scott. And I'm going back there. Is Austin P. Ole Miss? I'm going to play over sixty and a half. Uh, this ball isn't going to touch the ground much. There's going to be a lot of winging it. A lot of winging it out there, buddy. I like. I. I. I we. We talked about this a lot. I don't really have much else to say. It's going to be. It's going to be a pass fest in sixty and a half. My prediction is we get to six and a half before the fourth quarter starts. Okay. And my last one's going to be a full game spread. Woo! Wow. Which, 
which is rare for me because I'm taking an underdog, which is something I don't do that often. I'm looking at Buffalo plus 14 at minus 110 on bet MGM at Nebraska. Now, a couple reasons why I like Buffalo in this spot. First of all, Buffalo won its only game against Wagner 69 to seven, which doesn't really mean anything because Wagner's terrible, but it was a midweek game, which means that Buffalo does have added prep time for this matchup. Now, one of the perks of betting on Nebraska over last week was that I got to watch Nebraska against Fordham and Nebraska won that game 52 to seven. Did I think they were 45 points better than Fordham? No, I didn't think they looked very good. They got pretty fortunate that Fordham turned the ball over a couple of times in field goal range, missed a couple kicks. It was pretty hideous. But Nebraska also has a huge look-ahead spot because they travel to Norman next week and take on Oklahoma. So do I think that Nebraska is going to care much about this Buffalo game? I do not. They won a game against Fordham. They still lost to Illinois, who lost to UTSA, by the way. So Illinois is not very good. Buffalo, we know, has been to bowl games. They've been to conference title games. This team has experience, a great ground game. And I do think that Nebraska is going to be in a bit of a war throughout this game. I think if you want to sprinkle on Buffalo money line and you think Nebraska has a complete no-show with Oklahoma on deck, I don't hate that. But 14 seems way too many points here. I'm I'm with you. I actually like I like two of your th- two of your three plays quite a bit. I like your first and your third pick. Your in your your second pick certainly could win. It's I, I just don't think I got enough information to make that play. Uh, my third pick is going to be another one that we that we already talked about. This is going to be the UAB UGA. We're going to play under forty four. Uh, it's a low total. It should be scary for college football. It's not. I just I just don't see where the offense is going to come from. Uh, UAB can put some points on the board against normal teams. This UGA defense, not a normal team. Is Jacksonville State a normal team? Because they barely scored in the first half against them either. Yeah, that's a good point. So I've, 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 I've again, these mine are going to my synopsis synopsis are going to be a lot quicker. These are games that we pretty much already all talked about. Yeah, we didn't talk about the Buffalo Nebraska game. No, 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 no. That's uh, and I'll take the UAB uh, University of Georgia under forty four in that one. Yeah, I agree. All right, there you go. Good luck, my friend. Uh, you too. Do you want to just do one quick recap one more time? Yep, we'll go through. Um, my three picks are Alabama State, team total over six, Austin P. Ole Miss over 60 and a half, and UAB, University of Georgia, under 44. And my three picks are Boston College, first half minus 22 and a half, Eastern Michigan team total under 13 and a half, and Buffalo plus 14 against Nebraska. Very good. That is going to do it for the second half of our college football show. Week number two is in the books. Thanks, guys, for uh, watching. Thanks for checking us out on the podcast format. We do our little stripped-down show here. We have a lot of fun on the weekends. Make sure you tune in uh, later tonight or tomorrow when we have our NFL show posted. We're going to be doing the same type of format, doing it all uh, on one video, most likely there. So you guys take care. Good luck on all your college plays this weekend. Hope every one of those tickets in your pocket turns into cash money when you head back to the window. You guys have a great day. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.